Apparently, this is uh, lawyers who believe in Tinkerbell night. Because I are one, and because uh, Tinkerbell is one of my um, visionary uh, higher power people, Peter Pan having been a super popular play when I was six. I'm Judy. I am a compulsive eater. I am abstaining, maintaining uh, 152, I think, pound weight loss. Uh, I have been abstinent from sugar, my trigger food, since April the 18th, 2018. And I am here... Soon as I find the share screen button, is it sharing? Not yet. Tell me what. Oh, here's another button. How about that? Yes. Yep, there it is. Okay. So this is my uh, very best professional look, and I love myself so much. There's the tear on that puppy. And um, I also get to be here because I'm going to uh, stop my video for two seconds. This is me today. And on Zoom, all you get to see is my head up. And so I like that particular picture. And that picture was this year. I have special powers. One of my special powers is knowing what's good for other people to be doing. And it occurs quite a bit in other people's plate. I went uh, to breakfast this morning and was deaf with a person in program and was uh, managing their food in my mind, you know, watching them order hash browns and uh, being concerned about whether plates were going to be shared and, and how fast each of us were going to eat. I also um, I hear things and Chocolate chip cookies used to used to whisper to me, and cheesecake would sing songs, and uh, peanut M and M's screamed. I hear different tunes today than those. And since I was not uh, given a particular topic, which is dangerous for lawyers, I'll, I'll warn, warn you about that. Um, I want to talk about my higher power. And um, I was raised in a religion. And when my behavior conflicted with the guidelines of the religion, I would adjust the religion 
instead of my behavior. And I believed that God wouldn't make donuts so delicious and then call it gluttony if I ate the whole dozen. And somewhere in this upbringing, I learned that suffering was holy and you offer it up to God. But rather than quit doing things that were killing me, I decided that that man go down to the rose garden and scratch yourself with some rose bushes. And frequently, frequently, what I was taught to believe in interfered with what I wanted to do. Now, I know that that uh, drinking gets people in trouble and doing drugs. I mean, people commit crimes when they're doing that kind of stuff, you know. But I certainly didn't think that food was that caliber. So when I was eating cottage cheese with two fingers out of the container in my car on the way home from the grocery store and drove up on the curb and blew out two tires, it was insignificant fact in learning that perhaps compulsive eating might be dangerous. And then when uh, that car turned in front of me and I was eating a taco burrito, I think, and I slammed into it and the police officer comes to investigate the accident and he's got some white powder on his uniform and I think I'm going to like this guy. And he asks me, were you texting while you were driving? And there's beans and sauce dripping from the ceiling of my car. And, and you know, there's, there's tortillas on the windshield. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, man, let's don't hire that guy as an investigator, you know. I believed that uh, animals did not commit suicide by overeating. And then, of course, I had a fat cat, you know, and that philosophy didn't pan out too well. I had to, to uh, walk away, walk away from church. I had to walk away from God because he kept on talking, kept on talking. Every day I would get up and I would do just fine until lunch. And then I'd, you know, have a Diet Coke at lunch. And, and then I'd do just fine until I got home at about five o'clock and then I'd eat solid five to 10. And then I would have a spiritual experience and I would come to the Lord and I would say, Oh, you know, save me, save me, make tomorrow a better day. And then I'd wake up about three o'clock and not be able to go back to sleep and have to go eat some tuna casserole carbohydrates just in order to pass out. I came to OA back in 83 when we all had the same food plan. 
you know, and why people, I don't know, this business of getting to choose things, they're going to let me pick what I want to eat, when, where, and how much. That was dangerous for a lot of years, a lot of years. I was at a retreat with a sponsor and I went into the chapel and I was praying fiercely and the light was shining through the stained glass windows and I knew I was touched. I was touched by Tinkerbell and I was touched by God. And if God can remove things like the desire to drink, the desire to do drugs. You know, God could surely let me eat an entire pizza and have a figure like Angelina Jolie. What's so hard about that? And I could tell that I was saved. And I went back into the cafeteria and I ate my dessert. I ate my sponsor's dessert. I ate two other girls' desserts but I never smoked another cigarette. And I thought, you know, God, he just doesn't have his ducks in a row. And he is not paying attention to what is in my God box. I mean, I write it down. I put it in my God box. Why is this thing taking so long? At this retreat, we went to a pond and sat quiet, and there were sparkles on the water, sparkles on the water. And I had the concept, and I could see clearly all of the little amoebas and the life-changing events that were going on in the pond and the beauty of the sunlight and the spectacularness of the ripples. And I had the thought... This is what they're talking about when they talk about the presence. Practice the presence of God. Presence means anything in your immediate vicinity. I look up words now that I thought I have always known. I even looked up antonyms. Um, while the other lawyer was talking, just to make sure if I could nail down envy and nail down gluttony, mortify. I used to think it meant whip yourself, you know, suffer some and offer it up. And actually the definition that I like is to reduce the power of by abstinence from. My husband eats barbecue. My husband eats cheesecake. He eats ice cream every single night. My son has cookies in the kitchen. To reduce the power of by abstinence from. It applies to cheesecake and cookies and donuts. And it also applies to Amazon, Netflix, pornography. Um, I want to increase the power of broccoli and exercise 
So those things I try not to abstain from. When do I get my best intuitive thoughts? And it's quiet. It is quiet time. I have moved from extrovert to introvert. Went to a Christmas party tonight and stayed for 30 minutes. And that's it. We have a black gate out by the road. We live out in the country. And it is not electric because people bash mailboxes and gates out in the country. And you have to stop your car, get out of your car, go open the gate, get in your car, pull your car through, get out of your car, go back and close the gate, get back in your car. And I'm thinking, God, you know, when is this ever going to stop? And, and God said, you turn around, young lady, and you say, thank you, God, for letting me live on this Norman Rockwell place. 50 acres of woodlands, meadows, pond, horses in the field, ducks, and a three-story log house. And I had the audacity to gripe about exercise in opening the gate. Now it is an extra minute when I get to say, thank you, God, for this place. I traveled sometimes with a Catholic overeating, former overeating priest who still you know, was eating fried shrimp, bothered the dickens out of me that he could maintain weight loss and uh, eat fried shrimp. And we were snow skiing back in those days when the your music did not come over buds or Bluetooth. It came over a Walkman and ear pods. And my Walkman, Walkman fell out of the lift. And I'm thinking, dang, you know, this has gone forever. And this Catholic priest says, Oh, St. Anthony of Padua, find Judy's Walkman. And I'm rolling my eyes. And I'm saying a lot of stuff in my head, which I did not say to him. Um, and we get down, we ski down the mountain, you know, and there is the ski patrol in red and black jacket holding a yellow Walkman. And I'm thinking the presence of God. I get to choose whether I believe in, in uh, a prophet or a, what I believe in. I get to choose that, not based on what my parents taught me, not based on what a church taught me, but based upon my intuition and my feeling, my feelings. It is not so much critical what I believe in, but that I believe in something. And I don't know if you can see it, 
Anyhow, I've got the word believe way up there. Yes is my other thing, you know, say yes to life, say yes to God, say yes ah, to service positions. Imagine that. I am a busy woman, and I went down to the dryer to get the clothes out of the dryer, and there was one minute left on the dryer, and I'm thinking, I don't have time. I do not have time to wait for this one woman. And God said, you can wait with me. You can wait with me for one minute. And I understood that. When I get quiet, I do a workshop, and in the beginning of the workshop, we do a little guided meditation, which I guide. And sometimes I get so worked up, it's like a revival. And what I get worked up about is the feeling, the feeling of the presence of my maker with such intensity. Food is a process for me whereby God allows me to create. He did it with children, and I've got five of them. I know how to do that deal. But I also get to co-create when I create cells. And do I really want to co-create cells with bacon grease? I used to just order fried, uh, not order fried onion rings, you know, because that's not right. But I would eat them, my son's and my husband's. And I'm thinking, this is okay, because I didn't order it. And I'm only having one or two, you know, brilliant mind. And then I finally Googled sonic onion ring uh, um, ingredients in those culprits are made with vanilla ice cream mix and i'm thinking god judy you little addict you you little addict god does not do for me what i can do for myself sometimes i want mary to fix my computer problems you know sometimes i want elaine to count book numbers for me you know, or I want Kathy to figure out how to place pamphlets in various places. I can do most of those things myself. I put the fork down myself. God does not do that for me. But he has done some real serious rescue situations. Um. I got really sick and tired of OA, and I, I could see clearly. I really wasn't sick and tired of OA as much as I just wanted a blooming ice cream cone from McDonald's. They're only a dollar. And I also realized, you know, once you eat that ice cream, you don't have to do this stuff anymore. You don't have to go to meetings. You don't have to hold positions. You don't even have to talk to these people on the phone anymore. And I pull up at the window at McDonald's 
and I order the dollar ice cream cone. Well, I ask them if they dipped them in chocolate and they didn't have any chocolate. But I order my dollar uh, ice cream cone and the lady says, our ice cream machine is broken. And it's going to be broken all day. And I'm thinking, how did she know I was going to drive around and come back? They put a Sonic in. We live out in the country, way out. And they put a Sonic two miles away. And I decided I had to have some uh, French fries, fried food, some something fried. And I'm in line and I'm the third car in line. I get to be the second car in line, get to be the first car in line. And I think, you know, Judy, if you order onion rings, what's going to happen is nobody in Little Axe is going to have any fried food the whole day because God is going to break their fry later. Now, do you really want to treat your neighbors that way? And I pulled out a line. I took my grandchildren to the jump thing and then took them to McDonald's. And I'm looking in the rearview mirror and I've got five kids back there. And they're doing their Happy Meal thing and they're not finishing their french fries. And I'm starting to smile and I'm looking in the rearview mirror frequently enough that I'm needing to watch the curbs. You know, I drop off some of the kids and old Marge, the uh, mother of some of the children, reaches in the car and she grabs all those Happy Meal sacks. And she says, oh, Judy, thanks for taking my kids and I'll just clean out your car for you. And I wanted to tell her so bad, don't take my French fries. I was going to eat all of those cold, greasy French fries. But I didn't have the ability, didn't have the ability to say that. I've had a bad attitude toward my husband of 37 years because, you know, the man doesn't pick up after himself. And my shoes are very orderly put against the wall. His boots are in the middle of the floor. And it's, it's just really irritating. And I distinctly remember the day when he, I came into the room and I saw those boots and I thought, thank you to God for letting me sleep with a cowboy every night. Change of attitude. Do, think, and feel. Here's a kicker. I said I'd take time, uh, keep my own time, and I forgot to hit start. Humility. So somebody can shut me up when it's time, just wave real dramatically across the screen. That could be you, Mary. Thank you. Um, where did that change... <laughs> Where did that change of attitude come from? You know, do think and feel differently than what I what I did before. So I don't eat 
over those things that used to eat up my soul. Thank you.